Welcome, everyone, to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. I'm Pritam Atma, author of both Mystical Motherhood and Fertile, which are available on Amazon, and soon to be released, Alchemy of Becoming. In this podcast today, I have my guest, Katerina back, and she's going through my book, Alchemy of Becoming, and applying it to her patterns that were shown within her marriage. And today she's beginning to separate out the parts of herself that she wants to keep and the parts that she does not want to keep as she goes through the heart opening process. And so she's seeing patterns that are connected to her mother. And then she is acknowledging how they played out within her relationship and within her life. And she's taking a lot of steps to heal them within herself and taking ownership of these of these issues. And we talk about how the heart opens, the questions you need to ask to create a new experience, and how to begin to love yourself. We go over meditations that you can use within your life to begin to completely change your world. I ask her various questions about what she's trying to separate from, so what patterns she needs to acknowledge exist, and how she can begin to separate these out from her sense of self. And this is a really big step in the awakening process because most people don't actually change. They see a pattern exists, they don't really like it, but then they ignore it and they numb out. And so she's becoming very authentic, very vulnerable, very sober to herself and her life. And she's sitting within that. And so there's a lot of power that can be created when you acknowledge who you are both good and bad. So we talk about this. We talk about the pain she's feeling from the fact that her partner uh, had an affair and how she is seeing the patterns related uh, to her mother. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at www.mysticalmotherhood.com. Both my books, Mystical Motherhood and Fertile, are available on Amazon. If you liked this, please leave a five-star rating. Thank you. You know, in my book, Alchemy Becoming, how I discuss different archetypes yeah. on the hero's journey. Like I combine the hero's journey combined with archetypes. And on the hero's journey, there's this, there's a test as you jump off the cliff. Mm-hmm. So tell me where you're at with your jumping. Um, uh, well, I'm actually happy we did like, we gave it a little space because I, re- I went through a lot. So I like literally hit like my, I would say my lowest point. So like I had like another like panic attack. Right. So I just let everything was just like coming to me. And at that moment I was like, you know what? I am done. I not doing this. I need to take care of myself and myself only at this moment. Obviously I am uh, hurt. You know, obviously I have a lot of other pain and anger And I need to just like step away from this whole thing. So we did and we separated. And you know what? It's just, it's been a lot. It's actually been very calm. It hurts. There's hurt, you know, you're still hurt. But it's been calming. But I feel, and especially with the work that I've been doing and I have the time to focus on me and just like, and really like hone in and carve out what I need to do. 
it's it's very odd because I find I'm finding more I'm finding more peace. But I was so it, it's just it's really funny because like literally Chelsea two weeks ago I was so pissed so pissed. I was throwing shit. I was just like going crazy. I went crazy. And now I'm just like, I mean, I'm getting glimpse of clarity, right? But I'm getting a lot of just calmness, but I'm getting a lot of like, I'm getting a lot of warm feelings, Mm -hmm. a lot of warm feelings. And I don't know if that's like love. I don't know what that is, you know, but it's just, but there's like glimpse of just like warm feelings coming out that just like calm me. Yeah. It's just this, it's just like a peace, you know, Mm -hmm. I know, but it goes, you know, it's like up and down, but honestly with all the work and what you've given me, it as like, like the soap perk, I did it. Um, I've been doing it. Obviously, like, I don't know all the words, <laughs> you know, but I'm try- like, I go through it. And it's literally, it's literally like, um, you know, it's, it's so true by the way that your tongue hits certain points of your mouth and what you're activating in your brain. It literally, as you're done, you're like, you're not in your same state. So what are the meditations that you're doing so that other women can follow along with you and so that they can feel this peaceful feeling too? So I do. What did I give you? Self-animosity meditation. Okay. And how long are you doing that a day? Um, so it depends. I'll do it for 11, if not 22 minutes. Okay. So she's doing meditation for self-animosity and you guys can Google that and the longest some books say 21 minutes, some books say 22 minutes, but you don't go past that. And it's a breathing no. meditation. It's a breathing meditation. I really like it. Cause honestly, I'm not focusing on my breathing. I'm not folk. I'm, I'm too much sometimes in my head. I'm just thinking, 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 I'm not feeling anything. And I forget to, when I do that, honestly, it just, I connect with myself and it's, it's my therapy of like all this anxiety that came in and all this shit and all this like pain and all this anger that like I think about too much like that actually that one just like really just knocks everything out and just like puts you right back into your center it makes you very successful and so I gave you that one because no matter if you're going to stay with him or leave him I want you to be able to have the financial resources to do whatever you want to and so as, a, as women, in order to get this level of sovereignty, like I'm creating a course for this book, Alchemy and Becoming. And it's like, exactly how do we create the sovereignty? And what's so amazing about these Kundalini meditations is it's like, you know, when somebody designs an outfit or does, it's like, it's like, this is the architect or the architecture of human design. Yeah. And so you can basically pick a series of meditations to do over two years. And it seems like a long time, but man, you will become an entirely new human being because each of these meditations is going to create a new frequency within you. And then thus you create a new life and, and they're that experiential. And for me, I became 
very successful in career and, you know, like everything just came to me after self-animosity because I didn't have the thoughts. I don't like myself. I don't like him. I'm not worthy. It really takes out the I'm not worthy thoughts, which all women have. It's, it's so true. It's so true. And I think our, so I do that. I do the addiction meditation. I'll do the Miramana Lochi meditation or just the re, you know, just going through it. And now, now the so perk for like 31 minutes, it, the one video, um, the one, um, uh, song that I'm listening to, it's 11 times recited. So it took like 31 minutes. Okay. And so who, what she's doing is she's stopping these sabotaging thoughts. And so the, the, what I gave her, like the prescription she's doing is like to get her self-worth up and to, to heal her heart quickly. And so the self-animosity we just went over, the addiction meditation helps with the repetitive thoughts of, I don't like him, I don't like him, or I don't like this, or I'm going to eat this. I'm going to sabotage myself. Yeah. I'm going to really hurt myself. And those thoughts stop with the addiction meditation. That can be done up to 11 minutes a day or even longer. And then the Miramana Loche is beyond the most healing meditation. I think there is the Kundalini heritage for relationships specifically. But it, it, how many, that, if you fully do the Miramana Loche, it takes 50 minutes. Yeah, no, I it's haven't. It's worth five to $10,000 worth of therapy. And so basically you're just doing what you would do in three, five years in, in a, in a couple of months or in less than a month. So tell me about your experience with the Mary Monoloche. Did you cry? Did you? Did a lot of, a lot of, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of, I want to say gunk that comes up a lot, a lot of pain. You know where I'm getting, you know where I am now? It's funny. Um, and I'm literally like, lining up with your book at this point I'm just like okay I had the anger right I had anger I had fire it was fire fire that I didn't even know I had inside of me um then it settled but now it's just like I have the I have the peace I have the calmness but I have the like I let like how did I let this happen you know like I'm I'm now now the things are like, how did this happen? And it's like, I don't know, like, like a veil opened up and it's just like, here is how, what happened here is, you know, like I see the, I, I'm seeing a picture and I'm seeing, are, are you separating out the parts of yourself you want to keep and you don't want to keep at this point? Yeah. Because I'm seeing what I, how I was and how I acted. Oh, Absolutely. I, I, I just, how you allowed it, how you went through yeah. it, how you tried to heal it. Yeah, I you, see what I can fix it. Like, um, and so then you're like, why did I do that? Why did I spend years trying to fix it? Right. It's, I see a lot of that, and I'm just I couldn't. I like I've never seen, nor has that thought ever, or like pictures ever came up in my mind ever. Okay, and so now. I'm, yeah. Keep talking. I'm going to pull up some questions for you. Go ahead and yeah. keep explaining no, how you're separating out these, these wounds and these patterns. But you know what I see? And I had a weird, weird dream and it comes back to my mother. And I felt, I felt like anger and disgust and, and 
oh, I feel all the low shit that you don't want to feel. And literally this just happened like two hours, like a dream. Like I woke up like 4.30. I was like, that was odd, you know? Right, before we're talking. Yeah. Tell me what happened in the dream. Nothing. It was just... It's just more so like we were talking, but we weren't even talking, but I could just, I looked at my mother right in front of me and I just, I just like, it was like loathing and just like negativity and just like, God, it was just like heavy baggage. Okay. So what you're separating from is your pattern of being your mom. Yes. And so there were parts of you that you didn't... So around the age of 35, I think men and women decide whether or not they're going to be their parents. Yeah. And so basically you have a chance to say, I don't think I want to play that same pattern or I'm going to do it exactly like they did it. Yeah. And for me, I I don't... I mean, and it's on an energetic level. It's not necessarily, there's so many, there's so many levels to it. It's like the way that you approach your life or how daring you'll be or your, um, and so for me, it was, do I want to keep living out the pattern of being with really toxic men, you know, and in, in their, in, in their mental health that are, you know, keeping their secrets. Right. And I, I was a, a secret keeper. Um, anyway, so how were you playing out the role of your mother in the marriage? I talk, I talk at you and attack you instead of listening. Okay. That's number one. Now, now what else? I always think I'm right. Okay. Number two. You don't have a problem. I'm, this is your problem. This is how you can fix it. Okay. Um, Selfishness. Completely not thinking of the other person's needs or wants or just affection or love. Mm -hmm. No love. Love on, yes, love overall, but it's like kind of like a half-assed love, you know? Well, it's kind of like a love that you... I got that it's like, this is the love that I want. And it has to look like this. Yeah. There is no, there is no like love. There is no like, there is no deep love, affection, connection. Because I never got that. Because I never got that. Because I, I never got, I never got that like, caring like yes I was sheltered yes I had whatever but my love came through materialistic like oh hey you're not happy here's something do you know what I mean oh you're not happy I'll just I'll get you this or I'll take you there I never felt I never gave a connection because I never knew how to do it but then you also have to admit so in that not knowing how to do it you attracted somebody that would fit that wound perfectly. Yeah. And so you both, you have to, you know, honor that like everybody without healing these patterns that take you away from love and what the original wound is, I speak about in Alchemy of Becoming is it's a base pattern, a template we're given 
within the womb that's accelerated within our childhood that takes us away from love. And so you married someone based on that template and each of you will mirror each other's wounds back. So if you are the avoidant, he'll be the attached, or if you're the attached, he'll be the avoidant, or, you know, there's this, it's like whatever you guys can do to keep you apart. And then things will happen in your life that play out that wound on a really subtle level, though on the outside to other people looking in on the situation, they're like, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. Yeah. You guys have the entire Maya illusion. Literally. And, no, you don't. Exactly what is happening because on the outside, we were the perfect couple, you know, to everybody and everybody's eyes on the inside. There is just like these like little it was just like this hurt, this sadness, this like letting somebody down, not always being there, problems, communication, you know? And it's like, honestly, Chelsea, I never thought, I never paid attention to any of it. No. None of us. Never, never. That's what's painful is when you begin to separate from it because you're so used to that baseline pattern. You're so used to it. So the most painful thing I feel like a human can go through on the awakening process is you're used to a baseline pattern. And when you break it, you're breaking it for when, when you're breaking it, you're not only breaking it for your generational generations, like within this lifetime, this 17 generations, or I mean, up to, I think there's 40 generations of Kundalini heritage explains like in both directions so you're breaking patterns that are so deep it's like imagine pulling roots up from a tree Mm. you know what I'm saying that level of like holy crap this is this is weird this is very interesting right but I also believe for me I saw patterns that went back lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime really and so it's very difficult not very difficult. It's actually very easy. There's just a transformational experience you have to go through when you decide to break a pattern and stick to it. Because then you'll be tested by the universe. Are you sure you'll break that pattern? Because it's very, you're so used to it. You actually have to neurologically train your brain to maintain a new pattern. Yeah. Because you'll get tested, which is what I explained in the book, wherever your pattern is. Yeah you'll get tested as to whether you'll go back to that old pattern. You haven't been tested yet. You're just now separating to what stage you're at is you're, you're seeing this is a, this is a pattern. And most people don't even, don't even get to this point in their life. Most people are, they don't want to see anything. They, they don't know it's occurring. Right. And then they stay in it, not knowing that's what that there's a, I describe it in my book as a feeling of like, I remember being in my kitchen and it was like, I was grind like a, one of those squeegees that is rough, that's grinding something. And I felt like I wasn't, wasn't doing what I came here to do. Yeah. And so there's a constant um, feeling of like, what is, what else is there? What else is there? What else is there? And then maybe you numb that with drinking. Like I see a lot of women on the internet that put up their drinking of their wine or, Mm -hmm. you know, or they numb that with a lot of travel or they do that, you know, but it's because there's something else in them that they're not completing because all of these different illusions get in the way of that. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's so true because like now people are like, you know, make yourself busy, you know, don't be home by yourself, like go out. And I'm like, I don't need, I don't want to, nor do I need to right now. 
I don't have the desire. Like, I don't need to, I'm strong enough to be by myself and be with my own thoughts and like, and deal with what I'm dealing with. I don't know if there's a better way to do it, like going out or staying home. Yeah. I was in, when I had my experience, I was in such a disaster. Like I was drowning. I was in, I was drowning, but I also feel like some, I was hit pretty hard by like different elements in order to teach them in a different, like more, um, a a really intense way. But I do want to read some questions to you. So what you're going through a little bit is some of what you're going through is the separation phase and then you'll bring together what you want. So you'll probably move through these faster, but but I want to describe the separation phase. So this stage of transformation, it separates out the parts parts of the personality that are no longer appropriate for continued growth. So you just basically, as we've been speaking, you've been through the fire stage, you had the stage of grief, and then now we're in the separation um, phase. And you may go back and forth, but I think you're moving through them and seeing them more consciously. Yeah. Um, Maybe this work, I don't know. Um, But you have to make a conscious decision not to continue to allow the toxic behavior in yourself or the people around you. So this is the stage of separating, separating out what you want to create in your life from what you do not want to create. You have to choose if you are ready to have a better experience and what kind of experience you want to create. It is really hard to let go of destructive habits that were um, that are a result of the past. So I'm just reading a couple of paragraphs from Alchemy of Becoming. This is the point in time where you have to choose to grow up. To do this, it is necessary to separate the, separate out the childish, toxic, neurotic, phobic parts of your personality in order to grow into a higher functioning human being. So the questions I ask around this. And that's just only a couple of sentences. But the questions I ask around this is that I want you to begin to think of, Katerina. Yeah. Write these down is patterns are you letting go of now? And you just listed them. But I want you to really list them and write them out. And what are you ready to drop for good? Are there certain relationships or patterns um, with relationships that you need to let go of? And why have you been holding on to these? Do you see how your wounds may be matching if the relationship was unhealthy? Like, I want you to match your wounds, the ones you were just saying, to the people you created in your life. So you have to recognize that everybody you created is a part of your mind's manifestation. Yeah. And so you'll create people in your life to play those wounds out. So you're, you're stuck in this pattern. So don't blame them. It's like you're the well, movie theater. You know what? It is. I, it's so funny. It's not funny. It's actually messed up. It's really messed up because I'm seeing this in a different way. In a sense, my mother and, and now I'm, and I've been doing this in a sense, it's, you know, it's kind of like messed up to say, but it's like, you see pleasure in putting the other person down. So that's your mom's pattern and that you took it on. And I, and I don't, I don't find, that's kind of messed up to say, I don't find pleasure in that. But you do unconsciously. Yeah. So that's huge to admit that, huge. Yeah. And I, I want to say like, I want to curse, but I don't want to curse on the air (laughs) because it's um, being, but it's just, that's messed up. That's not me. I know I come, I know I have 20 to a hundred times more love inside. I know it wants to come out. 
I know it wants to come out. All this shit of like, of like self-sabotage and jealousy and, and ignorance. Ignorance is a huge one. And I see it with my mom now. You know, I have not spoken to her about our relationship, what's going on. I haven't, I don't speak, I don't give her details because she manipulates me. And it's such a messed up process because I've been, I've took, taken all that subconsciously and I put it into my own world. And my, it, it, like, so that was like, I was like killing somebody con- like subconsciously that I didn't even know what I was doing. You didn't even know you were doing it. And, and this can I, play out in different ways, whoever's listening. So she's becoming aware of, of the pattern in like, in different ways. Now, other people may become aware. Your pattern can be completely different than Katarina's. Yeah. And so what she's doing is she, what you'll find as you go through the stages of alchemical transformation is you'll find that you're playing mom, and da- mom or dad. And that can play out in different ways. And so in my book, I describe how I was playing basically the character of my mother. I didn't mention that in the book outright, but I'm basically playing my mother in my life in a different form. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't even go into the truth around the real truth around what that happened, which would have been a blockbuster. It was beyond, beyond a story that, that book could even hold, but I would never say anything negative about someone and it's not worth my time, but at that level, but, or not even negative, just the truth. It's hard to hear the truth and it would hurt people. So all you can do is take ownership. You can't, you cannot blame them. You have to just hold it and be like, how did I create this? Mm -hmm. And how can I separate out myself from from these phobic tendencies. And so yeah. we call what, what is a phobia? A phobia is like, a, I don't even know, but the way I mix, I don't know the definition of it, but it's like an obsession of the way that you're always going, I mean, going to attract or create that again in your life. So in our auric field, I've talked about this in various podcasts, but it's a way for you to manage how you're seeing and experiencing the world. If we have a field around us, we'll look to where the thing lives in the field. So if I'm, you know, if you're relating to somebody, I've talked about it in the last podcast or a couple of podcasts before you look to the left, you look to the right. It's like the past or the future. I'm not going to go into it because you can listen to the podcast to hear all of this. There are different lessons, but also whatever is in the field. Like, so say, you know, you're, you're relating to the human being in front of you through that phobia. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're always really just having a conversation with your mother. So your entire marriage was two little children playing out the way that you saw them, you know, the two children playing out what, you know, they wanted to relate to mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And then you re- you're relating as the child in those moments when you're not getting your way, you're not mm-hmm. getting what you want, you don't hear me, you're not listening, but you're relating as the child through the phobia in your field. And you're really talking to your mom or dad the whole time. Yeah. So until those phobias are cleared, and that's why I love Kundalini Yoga technology, until they're cleared, you can't see the human in front of you. 
Mm-mm. And then let's say we get all the phobias out of the way. Then we get to the neurotic stuff out of the way. Yeah. Then you have to really look at the way you numb. And the way you numb is like, how much are you drinking? Yeah. How much is the person um, smoking weed? Mm -hmm. Um, And can you, and when you're with them, are you really relating to them? Like if you actually look at how your humans relate it's very rare to be in a group of humans that are sober. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, who is the person? And I love this about like my Kundalini community is because I don't drink with any of them. Right. There's not a moment. So like every single moment with them is raw and it's real and it's vulnerable. And it's the truth of what that human experience is because nobody drinks in the community. Right. And so I've recognized my own patterns. So you'll see this too, as you're, as you begin to see all these neurotic patterns, then you're going to see like, how many times have I been sober with the person? How many times have I not played sick? Have I not played tired? Have I not been hot? Have I not been cold? Have I not been bothered? I mean, if you think about it, like, Oh, I just don't feel good or I'm hungry or there's always a level of unsatisfaction. Yeah. And so the other person has to constantly deal with your unsatisfaction And they're not really getting to know you because they're just dealing with you being unsatisfied, you being drunk, you being high, you being this beyond you're then they're playing out mother or father. So you don't ever get to, to be with a human for who they are. You're so right. You're so right. And there's, you know, what's it's funny. You said like you're dealing, you know, in your Kundalini yoga community, it's raw emotions. It's raw. Cause it's like, that's, that's what it is. And, it's fun. It's, I've never, I've never used that word before and I've never used it with like, and I never interpreted it with like emotions and a lot of like communication. And then literally like past two weeks, I've been saying a lot of that. I was like, this is like raw. This is like real deal, like raw conversations that I've never had in my life. I've never went there. Conversations. The ones we're having right now are as raw as they get. I've never had. So last time when we worked together, it was different. It was just like, how can I, how do I start awakening? Right. A little bit. This time around is like, it's like something was just like dropped into like, into like your first chakra, right? Deep down. And it's like, now go. Yeah. Like there's no games. There's no playing. That's it. It's like, good luck. Go. <laughs> but I always say, and I've been saying this, and this is something I'm coming, I'm saying, it's keep saying, I needed this. As much as it hurts and as much as it's, I needed this to see my veil was lifted. And, and I feel like even the things I just said, like, I think that's really going to awaken a lot of people is as the veils lifted, you, we don't have anybody in our lives to contrast our beliefs. And so we surround ourselves with people and environments that are constantly playing out what we want to hear and see. Yep. And so 
it's like what the awakening process is, it's, it's, it, it blows your belief systems out and that creates discomfort. And so it's like, people are like, Oh, would you like, it's I me mean, beyond the societal problems. Like if you're rich and you're poor and you have to see something, but then you can always step back into, you know, being rich again. And then you're like, Oh, those poor people, right. That, that is a little bit, you get a taste of it. That's the beginning. Like you were just saying, I got a taste of it. Yeah. But what, like what blow in order to create real blasting change, there has to be on this earth so far, a level of chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's what the calcination phase is, is that level of chaos. From the chaos, there's always a level of peace because we live on a polarity planet. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through the chaos, all these things can arise and you may have to go through it many times in your life. And you're always going to be going through the alchemical transformation. But what I said in my book over and over again is most people only go through it very slowly And they don't recognize the fire earth. They don't recognize the elements within their life because they're not, they're not becoming alchemists. They're not really here maybe in this lifetime to change. And that's fine. There's nothing to that, but everybody's always like a fire. I I said, there's a little edges to it. And then there's big fires, right? Whatever your soul is asking for. But when you begin to like, to really look at the ways that you're not authentic, you're not in your worth, you're not uh, magnetic, you're not these like really powerful, like authenticity is so rare and people are offended by it because they're not authentic. Does this make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And so anybody who's offended by somebody's authenticity, if somebody bothers you, if what they're saying is bothering you or they're listening to, and that's what I love about Guru Jagat right now is like, She's rising and there are so many people that hate her. Mm -hmm. You know why? It's because they're offended by her her authenticity and truth and what she's saying. Otherwise, there's no reason to hate her. Is that so much a reflection of themselves? Mm -hmm. It's a hundred percent a reflection of themselves. And that's when you know, just so everyone's listening, when you are, you're here to, if you're going through this process and you're separating out who you want in your life and who you don't want in your life, mm-hmm. recognize as a human being, one third of people are going to love you. One third of people are going to hate you and one third are going to not care. They'll be neutral. Right. And that's a fact always, always. And I see it actually in the clinic. Like I could have like one patient that's like, I love you so much. You're the best person ever. And the next patient will just, dis- buys me. And I'm the exact same with both people. Right. Now I mirror something to that. My satna mirrors something to that patient that they don't like. Mm. I'm the same with that patient. Well, actually that might not be true because sometimes as a teacher, I'll mirror exactly what that patient needs to see. Yeah. Right. And so as you do these meditations, you become that satnam, you become that truth of like whatever you whatever. need to learn or see is the truth of that. It's that ask you some more questions so you can work on these throughout the week. Yes. Are there certain relationships or patterns? Oh, you are. I asked you this one. Um, What are you willing to drop or let go of for good when it comes to behaviors, habits, thoughts, or projections? Mm -hmm. So you're already starting that process. And what mistakes in your past have you made that you are no longer willing to repeat? Have you noticed that you often regress in age when you are emotional or reactive? What age is it and what happened at that age to create the discordant pattern? Have you gone back in time and healed yourself from the age onwards? Which I'm going to discuss with you soon. 
Yeah. What is your definition of boundaries? Do you now see clearly where you end and another person begins? So when you, when I say this, what I mean is, is in this phase of separation, you're separating out your wounds from another person's wounds. So you can see what, what belongs to you and what belongs to them. And so you're all, you, you don't need to like project what belongs to them. All you need to do is own what belongs to you, which you're doing really, really well. And you work on that. Yeah. And then either that person will rise with you or they will not. And a couple of other questions is, um, there is a meditation when you're done with this that I t- think I told you about. It's this one called Become Highly Intuitive and One-Pointed. And I'm going to include this in the course on my Mystical Motherhood website when the course goes up for the Alchemy of Becoming. But this meditation is, it, it helps you separate out in, um, who you need in your life. It's, um, it makes you very decisive and intuitive. So as you're moving away from the separation phase, you're going to go into the conjunction phase. And this is more of the earth element. So the conjunction state stage is when things will begin to flow and there'll be less intensity because you move into your heart. So the conjunction stage is basically the way to describe it, which is what you'll move into soon if you're moving this quickly. We don't know, right? Yeah. That moments in your life where you're still feeling that you'll feel calmness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the way I described it is I felt like I was Jesus on a cross. Mm. And so what you're really going through, if you go through this heart opening experience, the way that it's designed in Alchemy of Becoming is Jesus, whether or not he, whoever he was, right? Yeah. He left right. every of all these ascended masters, which I describe in my book, Yep, all of these archetypes, they leave imprints, just like our parents leave imprints. Everything is an energetic signature. And I describe that in the book. What is your energetic signature? What are you leaving here on the planet? So (laughs) your parents left their energetic signature to you and that's their signature. Now these archetypes of healing, which you'll start to identify with as you go through this journey of high awakening is one of them is Jesus. And his signature is, can you get off the cross? Can, will you take, when were you, when are you going to take yourself off the cross and resurrect? Okay. Mm. And at the heart, of, he left an imprint for humanity of what it is to get onto the heart opening experience and to live from this place of neutrality that you discussed at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. So this place of neutrality is, 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 is authentic. It's sitting with somebody in their vulnerability it's not being anything in the moment. So it's, it's a recognition of, of sitting with somebody um, sober. It's full sobriety. And I, I mean sobriety in the way of, of course, no alcohol, no drugs and all those different things. But it's sobriety in, can you be non-reactive in their experience? Can you hold space? Go ahead. No, it's the, it's, that's, that's a hard part. Can you be non-reactive? And all I've been was, all I've ever, 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 ever been is reactive, reactive, react. I don't even know what I'm reacting to half of the time. I'm just reacting. You're glitching from the womb. So for you, I mean, probably all of us is like, you have to think of like these things are, this is what my work's about. How do we get to the womb, right? Eventually we're just have to move through all this stuff. So women become aware that the womb exists again. Yeah. Those are glitches. I call them like, let's say if we're tech, if we're technology, yeah, glitching. You're, you're like, it's like a, you know, when the internet goes, yeah. those are just glitches that mom gave you. 
yeah. of reaction. So thank God you have the meditations to unglitch. Mm, yeah. But that heart-based space is like, go, it, you're, you're just exploring the human potential of what a heart-based experience is. And, and, and only 1% of humans right now would even understand. And there's what's happening on the planet is the, the, I guess they call it the 144,000. I don't know if this is true, mm-hmm. but they went first. And so those 144,000, the heart, the heart is so powerful. If a heart, if one person's heart is open, it affects, it affects the entire region. Mm-hmm. And so what's ha- what we know is going to happen on the planet is, is the frequency is rising. And so there's a lot of pressure from outside sources to keep you out of that heart center, to keep you in that base trauma, base trauma, to keep you in this level of, un, you know, fear, lack of freedom, all these different things. Now, if you can get into your heart, you won't react to any of this. It's an internal experience. And so that's why this book, Alchemy of Becoming, is so important. Because yeah. once you're in the heart, I mean, look at the, look, let's go back to Jesus and looking when he, you know, he, he gets on the cross, he shows that ignorance exists. He shows that people will crucify him for no reason. Right. And he shows that, um, I mean, look at the whole situation of the pain, the sorrow of humanity goes into this. But he didn't die. Mm-hmm. He went on teaching mm-hmm. and he lived from his heart center and he showed that there's this light body of energy. And, and what is the heart center? Well, I mean, I remember sitting in a room with this man, Abdi, and we were, would go on missions basically when I went to Egypt and we went to Columbia mm-hmm. to work on what the heart center is. Mm-hmm. And people are pouring out their grief pouring Mm -hmm. out their sadness, telling these stories that are not true from the mind. And Abdi would sit for six, six hours, a non-reactive listening. And anybody else just wants to go, this is all effing bullshit. I'm leaving. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And he would just be like, it didn't matter to him because he was in complete presence. Mm. Like whatever would happen in the room, his peace was internal. And so he could be sitting in the middle of New York city and there's always a center of peace or he could be sitting in a room full of complete chaos of, you know, like the representation of the room was chaos of humanity. And he's sitting in there. This is a center of peace. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you're going to be going towards is, is, and then you'll become more refined. Am I, I, I'm kind of just channeling all this, go ahead and speak and then I'll come back if you have any questions. No, I mean, it, it, it's, it makes a lot of sense because as you're saying this, I'm getting that same feeling that I said earlier when I first, when we first started talking, I'm getting that, like, I'm getting a lot of feeling, especially in my heart center, like a lot. And I feel like to me, okay, this is how I'm, I don't know why this picture still comes up, but it's like, um, it's a ball, right? It's like a light. It's like a, 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 bright, bright ball, but then it's just like, not like gases. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like, it's like coming out. It's like, it's, it's like, it's now it's like, it's opening, but it's like coming out and it's just, it's, it's going everywhere. So I want you to look at paintings of Christ and there's paintings um, from the time of the Renaissance onwards that Christ is holding a, a, a ball, a, a clear ball, and he has always one finger pointing towards heaven. And this is a mudra. 
And so look, you will find it if you're looking to look, look and put it on the, on your phone. And this is the symbol of Christ consciousness. And so in my books, like for example, fertile, I describe what Christ consciousness is. It's this higher frequency DNA, right? It's this, it, it, it is not the same frequency we're, we're living at right now. It's, and fertile is about 10 to 15 years ahead of where we are. So I know I wrote that book and in 10 years, it'll make more sense. Right. And that's why people will really identify with mystical motherhood. It's very simple. Yeah. But with alchemy of becoming, it's the process we're going through now, but that's the Christ consciousness. And I, and people have a either negative connotation with the word Christ consciousness or a positive. And it doesn't matter to me, whatever you want to say, that's love. Right. That's, that's just clear being it's clear presence. And what Christ consciousness is, it's, it's presence. It's non-reaction and, and back to becoming more subtle about it. So right now you're just at this phase of separating out these really intense part of yourself, the ways you put yourself on the cross. Mm. the ways that you pinned yourself on the cross and, and you allowed, you played the role where the people in the crowd are, you know, throwing things at you and you played the victim mm. and you did this thing and, and you had to carry this cross everywhere. And, and it's like, why did you want all that pain? Right. Mm-hmm. Then you'll start to go through these other phases. Conjunction is like when you really get into the heart center and you start to have more peace and then only from that conjunction phase, as you move into the higher phases of alchemy, do you ascend into these higher realms. All of this, you, so for an order of humanity to work through these bottom three chakras and get to the heart, there's a lot of pain we have to get through to reach that heart center to even tap into what that feels like. Because yeah. there's a jump from the third chakra to the fourth chakra. It's not easy. There's a block. Mm-hmm. And, and when people, so most humans are living from the functions of the base chakras, they don't even know what I'm talking about. No. So then once you're in the heart chakra, you can go much higher, but you have to be a really balanced human being. You have to be both grounded and in the higher planes at the same time. You cannot skip and go right into the higher planes. You won't be grounded on earth. And it, you know, when you see people that are like really um, flighty or they're really spiritual, but they're not, they don't have their shit together. Yeah. They're only in those higher chakras. They have not gotten their shit together mm. on the lower planes. They really didn't go through the gunk. Through the, yeah. Through that, like they didn't clear out that. Yeah. Mm. And you'll find as you separate these things out, you're going to get tested in even more ways. And so for example, like, I know for myself, it becomes more subtle and more subtle. Like how are you going to allow people, like I was tested then by being around people that smoked a lot of weed. Mm. And I was like, where does this come from? I was like, oh yeah, I was around this growing up. Right. And it was normalized, but it's that numbing out. And like, where in it, it, where is this in me still? I don't smoke weed, but like, where was that experience in me that I was attracting somebody who smoked weed? Because that's a form of not really being in the heart center either, right? Yeah. And then the next was more subtle where the person drinks a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. And right. then like, well, where is that in me that I'm still attracting somebody who has eight beers at a dinner? Oh, yeah. That's a lot, right? Yeah. I can't. I mean, it's like we can make excuses. Like, is it and a lot or is yeah, it not a lot? We don't know. It's, yeah. No, I think it's a lot, but. So tell me more 
about the things you're separating out. And if you have any questions, I kind of went on like a thing to teach all that because it was pouring through me. No, that was really good. I think I, what I'm honestly, what I finally realized is I see the person I've, I've been, and I, I find, I, it never made sense to me. It never made, it never clicked. It never clicked. And I finally, something clicked and I finally see like, I'm not that person. I'm not that person. I know it. I know it in my heart. I'm not that person, but it's easier for me to be that way because I don't know anything else. And now going through this trauma and motion and emotions and dissecting and looking at everything in my life is like a whole new awakening moment for me because I'm like, I don't want to be. And it's like, at this point now I see, I see my old self and this is me, my new self. And I'm looking at my old self and it's just, it's a lot of, like I said, with my mother, it's a lot of like just heaviness and baggage and, and just like chaos and all the negative things you can say or think about and picture that's what I'm looking at. And now here, I just, it's just me. White, calm. Without all those things. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing those things. And what is, what's going to be so amazing as you go through this and experience this is you're going to see all the ways your ego or whatever we call it drags you back in subtly. Yeah. And so you can now see the difference between where you end and these things begin and you can separate yourself out from them and, and experience them like a, like, like a movie yeah. and then recognize, Oh, that's not me. And this is you separating out from the ego's desires of what you think your life's about yeah, and how you create that and how you're going to push that. And then when you don't have all that, you have to redesign what life's all about. It's about. So funny. And, and then you have to decide what your prayer is. So some things to think about as your homework is what is your prayer? Yeah. And, and that prayer, your prayer will be answered, but it's not necessarily going to be um, answered in the way that you think a prayer is. It, it should. Like my prayer is take me to my highest destiny. That's mm-hmm. my prayer. It's my prayer. That prayer wins out over everything. Yeah. And then from that prayer, all my questions are answered. And then I create a good experience around it. So my questions, my three questions for my life is what is healing? What is spirit? And what is freedom? And I have my, so supposedly we come to earth and we are asking, we are answering three questions. And so I leave you with finding out what your three questions are. And that can be found out through the exploration of your life. And don't, it's not like you push them. You'll just know. And yeah. I, I knew my first two questions and it took me almost 10 years to find these questions out. And then you live them out because you're exploring what they are. I've explored what is healing through different modalities. I've explored what is spirit through my whole life. And now I'm exploring what is freedom right? on a, on a soul level, on a human level, on, yeah. um, Cause I don't was, cause what is it? I mean, this could take 50 years to figure out what freedom is. Right. right. Then from those, you have to design what you want to experience. 
So if, so now the other times I've wanted to experience, um, what if I, I've wanted to experience wealth before I've wanted to experience high education before I've wanted to experience things that were more egotistical based, right? And now I want to experience what love is. I want to experience what truth is. I want to experience that raw vulnerability. I wanted to experience awakening humanity. And so as I've decided what I want to experience, which most humans don't, most humans are designing their life based on what we began in the beginning is just all these veils of, of repetitive ignorance or what, you know, this illusion, right? right? So then once you decide what you want to experience, you'll find what you aren't. You have to know what you, in order to know who you are, you have to know what you are not. And so you're always going to have an opposing force showing you what love is not. Right. You're always going to have an opposing force showing what truth is not. And so when I was deciding what truth is, I was attracting men that lied to me. Mm. I mean, and then I'd have to decide what truth is and my truth is, right? And so when I was deciding I wanted to experience love, I would attract what love was not. Mm. And so I became that truth inside and I became that um, love inside more and more. I mean, there's still more to go. There's always more expansions to create that ball, but then, so those are like the three best steps to, so to repeat, I don't even know how to repeat that because it just came out of me. Um, no. I can't actually. So, cause it was in well, the moment. Cause I'm going to look at healing. What is my spirit and what is you my- have to find your own questions. Those are my questions. Right your questions might be completely different and you, and you might already be like yours might be, what is marriage? What is relationship? What yeah. it's whatever you've been trying to discover and, and it'll come through meditation. It comes through a deeper place, not necessarily in the, in the natural yeah. mind. Yeah. But now that you're separating out from the past, decide what you're wanting to experience. So this is when you get to decide your new, your new experience and then the things that will align with that will align or not. Okay. And it seems like right now on the planet, you can't make choices, but I am going to say the opposite. There's many timelines right now that you can jump. I mean, you don't have to experience this. What we're talking about here is there's an external world experience. Like I, everybody calls me and they're like, oh, you must have a lot of issues in New York. Oh, you must be going through so much. And the entire time I was like, I'm not having that experience at all. I'm having an entirely different experience than what yeah. the, what you assume I'm having. Like I'm, I bought a home in New York. Everyone's moving from Brooklyn. I bought a home. I was like, no, I'm having a great time. Like, because my internal experience is different from the external world. So it didn't, wouldn't matter if I'm in the, in the nature or I'm in the Brooklyn, I'm just here to, I'm just working. You're, yeah. And so you have to kind of look at it like that, what you're, you have to get, you're getting to a point for, into your heart where nothing in the external world, the external world is always changing. Yeah. It's always changing partners, uh, relationships, deaths, um, family members, um, friends, houses, places you live, it's constantly changing. And so the only way to, you know, this and you're getting there is that internal presence and experience of like, it doesn't really matter. You're right. It doesn't matter. You're so right. Doesn't matter if COVID's happening. Right. No. Does it really matter to any of us? We're creating a story that it really matters. If you look at your day-to-day life, unless someone's very sick, that's very real. And you have to honor that. But can you stay in your peace in your internal environment? 
Yeah. Death and birth are a reality of our world. It's so true. Death and birth are a reality of our world. Why is everyone's very offended by this? They're very upset by this. And, but death has always been there. Yeah, I just don't think people don't, well, it's an experience that nobody wants to deal with. Right. And I mean, everybody's so offended by Trump. They're so upset by him. Why? What has he done to you personally? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like all this uh, defense, all this, you know, thing is like, why? I mean, it's almost like, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or Trump is, everyone who's a p- politician is Trump, but they just hide it better. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. And a lot of the big spiritual leaders wanted Trump to be, you know, in office so that they could show what's really happening. So everybody's judgment could come out and that lives within them. You're so right. You are. Because it makes complete sense. But you have to be in a place to understand it and want to understand it. I was ready to understand it and see it. But if I didn't do what I did with you first, I don't know if I would have been ready. I don't think I would have handled it as, as much as I'm handling it now. And how is that? So you mean like you didn't begin to look inside before? No. Hmm. Never. I never wanted to go inside. I, always, I was always on the outside but I had so many more insecurities inside. I knew it and never wanted to go in there because it was uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't go through that with you, I wouldn't, I would not be where I am right now in this space today cool. going through this. I hope you enjoyed this podcast with Katerina going over my book, Alchemy of Becoming, which will be out at the end of this year or possibly in the beginning of spring. I'm in the process of creating courses for my work, including healing generational patterns, conscious conception, and the process of going through the alchemical transformation. These courses will be available by the end of the year. If you need my books or interested in my work, you can go to my website at www.mysticalmotherhood.com. If you want to purchase Fertile or Mystical Motherhood, they're available on Amazon under the pen name Pritam Atma. And if you're in need of a private session, please, please reach out to me. I'm here for you. You can email mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment right now I'm asking you to put us to put five stars up so that other people can see this and share these books and this work with your friends your social community women who are in need of it or uh, have a family thank you so much for coming and I'll see you again next week